Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Tom Murphy joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, courtesy of Whole Hog Sports and the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Hello, Thomas. How are you? It is so great to be with you guys. Uh, how sassy can I be today? As sassy as you want to be. Mm. Wes, you remember asking me about Rocket Sanders last week? Yeah. What were you thinking, man? What'd you I, say? I don't know. I remember something. What did I ask? <laughs> I remember something about Rocket. You and I had a conversation. Well, you asked me, is Rocket okay? It seems like there was a couple of holes that you could just merge through. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Against uh, like, South Carolina. Uh, I, he didn't. Yeah, I, uh, like, I don't. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, he looked he looked pretty fast to me against uh, Missouri State, and maybe South Carolina's got some. You know, they are SEC. Maybe they've got some fast dudes and could keep up with Rocket. <laughs> nah, but man, he pulled right out of that jersey, that jersey tackle. And uh, you know, without that play, maybe they don't win the game. If, if Missouri State makes them have to march all the way down the field, and so getting a 73-yard touchdown at that moment was what the Razorbacks need. Tom, I'm always fascinated by the helmet matchups. I'll be reading them first thing in the morning tomorrow. We were just talking about where AM has advantages. And, you know, really, Wes suggested the back end and maybe receiver. And I said, you didn't mention either line and you didn't mention quarterback. That's why I feel good about Arkansas this week. I think they're going to they're gonna win on the line of scrimmage and they're going to play, uh, they're going to better quarterback play. What do you think? Well, I think what we know as people who cover the team, uh, we. We feel like if you look at A&M's roster, I think the reason why they're favored is or the reason they were so highly regarded to start the year, they had a great signing class, number one signing class. You just came off the year where you beat Alabama. Jimbo Fish is a good coach. Okay, why not put them number six? Well, what we've seen is their O-line is still pretty young. Um, they didn't control the Appalachian State game at all. Uh, their defensive front is still pretty young. And, yeah, I do like their back end. So what we think are all Arkansas advantages that play right into this potential weaknesses for A&M make us think Arkansas has the advantage in this game. And I do think if the chalk plays out, if, if A&M doesn't suddenly become this master craftsman precision passing team, that Arkansas stands a really good chance to win the game. Um as far as the helmet, a lot of people talk to me about that. Dave Basil, every Saturday, hey, man, saw those helmets. Apparently he talks about them. Um, I think defensive backfield, you clearly have to give A&M the edge. Um, and O-line, um, well, excuse me, no, receivers, I think I graded that one as an even uh, because even though Anaya Smith is kind of a standalone best guy on the team, I do think they have other guys. You know, they've got two five-stars. At receiver, so the potential's there. Um, uh, otherwise, Arkansas in special teams, and him gets the advantage on special teams. Otherwise, I thought Arkansas had pretty clear advantage. Tom, I'm fascinated with the way A&M is going to have to play this game. You know, uh, defensively, are they going to commit to stopping the run? If so, then that opens up some one-on-one opportunities for Arkansas and its receivers. Uh, well, let me just stay there. I, I hate two-part questions. So do you, do you see okay. A&M just having to to bring some extra support to stop the run? I think they will do some of that. You know, actually, they did a decent job at slowing Arkansas last year. And, you know, you take away the 87-yard first touchdown pass, and 
a, a nice little swing pass to A.J. Green on which he did outflank a, a linebacker, but a DB was coming to make the play right when Hansford hit Green and basically propelled him beyond the other tackler. And so that winds up being a touchdown play. Well, there's 14 of your, of your 20 points. So I guess what I'm saying is I thought A&M had a good game plan last year to slow the run. Um, I do think they'll commit guys to come up and make KJ and those receivers have to make some plays against man coverage, and maybe they feel like they can hang with it. I noticed that Miles Jones, the guy who Ben and Burks ran past last year for that PD, he's still on the roster, but he's not a starter now. Hmm. So um, I, I think Arkansas will have a an amount of success, not a 500-yard type of game, but I think they'll find ways to move the ball and score. All right, let's go to the other side of the ball because Arkansas's weakness, no doubt, is the secondary. But A&M hasn't been able to really get the passing game going. Do you think Jimbo has enough confidence in Max Johnson and that offense to throw the ball around, to open it up, to attack Arkansas? Right. Well, you don't necessarily have to go deep or you know go, go to your middle intermediate route to, to have success. And I do think Arkansas is going to get a big dosage of eight-chain swing passes and screens and tunnels to Anaya Smith that make Arkansas be a good tackling team in space. Because if you, if you think about it, that's, that's their route to a win. Get the ball to our playmakers, make Arkansas's defensive tackle, uh, and then put pressure on their linebackers. Like, if Drew Sanders is blitzing, he can't be covering eight-chain on a, on a swing pass. So that means bumper pool and who Hall are going to have to go man-to-man sometimes with A-Kane and tackle him out on the edge mm-hmm. and rally to the ball well. Missouri State, their guys put their foot in the ground and made cuts. And not only did Arkansas miss tackles, but they whipped on some tackles last week. It was, it was stunning to see the amount of times Missouri State guys caught the ball with their, their back to the defense and still pivoted, planted, whatever. And Arkansas guys are on the ground. I think they'll be a better tackling team this week. And I also think A&M is going to also try to run the ball. Um, if, if Arkansas can stuff that run, then that becomes the can Max Johnson do enough things to defeat us question. That's where Arkansas wants to get to. Um, if they can get to that point, then how much can Max Johnson scramble? I thought last year Zach Calzada missed multiple opportunities to run on third down, to run and, and convert first down. And instead he threw incomplete passes. Mm-hmm. I think Max Johnson will be smarter at that. So I think we're going to wind up with a pretty tight game, y'all. I think so, too. I, I, I predicted earlier that Cam would uh, be the difference and kick a field goal to win the game for Arkansas in a relatively low-scoring affair. What, um, what was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you about... While oh, you're thinking about slusher. it, the, the number is... Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, the number twenty-four to twenty-one is just popped into my head. That's I literally, I, I literally said that in the last segment last hour. Okay, okay. we're on the same page. The same Final score: forty-two seventeen, Arkansas. We were way <laughs> off. Um, let me ask you about Slusher, Tom. And are you eighty-five, ninety-five, a hundred percent that he's back this week? Based on what we saw in practice. Very close to 100. He wasn't in green on Tuesday. Sam said he was back. I don't think he just completely 
pull the wool over our eyes on something like that. I think he'll be back. And what it does, it just gives you it, – it, it puts your fifth DB now as your sixth DB, you know, and, and that, that helps. Um, just his presence will help. Um, I, think he's a, I think he's a pretty solid tackler. Um, one of the issues they have, I don't think their safety – even Catalan involved in this. I don't think their safeties are particularly good man coverage guys. And so, um, even though their stated purpose is to put more pressure on quarterbacks, and that's worked to a large degree, they've uh, relied on man coverage on the back end, and, and there's been open dudes running. But I, I just think Catalan's going to help them. That means that Kari Johnson, Latavius Brini, maybe don't have to play as many snaps. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the Hudson Clark situation could be interesting because. Dan was thinking out loud on Monday, and I really enjoyed this. What all the possibilities were for with Fletcher coming back, what can you do? Do you leave James Johnson at nickel? Uh, do you put, put Fletcher back at nickel? Johnson missed the tackle last week, too. So I just think it gives them a better variety of guys to use and schemes, um, and they're going to do different stuff. You know, They're not just going to be in man and, and send Drew Sanders on blitzes. And that's, uh, you know... The numbers don't look great for Barry Odom in the season, but I do think, as Sam Sittman stated, um, that they are doing what they think is best to win games. And if you win the game, do you really care if you gave up 350 passes? Hmm. Tom, I know it's a limited amount of viewing time for practice, but where was Slusher when y'all were there? What position was he playing? Well, he was on the inside. So the day we saw them for fastball start, um, Chavez, and McLaughlin were the corners. And so that leaves a, a valuable dude like Hudson Clark, who, by the way, has had a pretty good year, um, as a, a guy who can either fill in at corner or, and, and Coach Pittman mentioned this, possibly play uh, a nickel role or somewhere. And Coach Flusher was either at one of the safety spots or nickel because he and Jaden Johnson <clears> – <throat> Were, uh, were in the middle uh, along with Simeon Blair. So in the, in the 5DB set, now you got Greeny and Kari Johnson who can come off the bench and, and play spot roles for you if that's what the lineup they go with. I'm not sure if Slusher was the nickel or, or was a safety. You, when you look at special teams, you kind of raised my eyebrows when you said uh, A&M. I, and m and I do not know what they have in special teams, but Arkansas just returned a punt for like 80-something yards, and you got Cam Little, and I thought special teams have been pretty good for Arkansas this year. So what does A&M have that's got, got you giving them the, the helmet? Yeah, good question. Um, first of all, they have had a problem at, at kicker. But in a and Smith, they have two of the better – return guys in the country, A-Chain had, has already got a kickoff return for a touchdown, and I think he was the one who returned to, against Alabama last year when he played that game. Smith is a dynamic returner as well, and their punter, Nick Constantino, is one of the best in the country, and uh, Arkansas has not been a good punting team this year, not in average, nor in you know, inside the 20, you know, gaining field position from the punt team. And even though I think Max Fletcher's going to wind up being a really good punter, uh, he's not off to a great start yet. And so, I, you know, I, Cam Little clearly 
has the edge over their field goal guys. Um, but their kickoff dude, who I think is the displaced field goal kicker, he has a really high touchback percentage. And I think if you're Arkansas and you're Jake Bates, you want to have a 100% touchback rate in this game. There you go. You headed down already? Oh, yeah. We are beyond. I usually talk to you guys from the south of Oklahoma, but we're actually down south of Atoka. So we're making good pay. Very good. Well, have a good time. Uh, drive safe. Yeah. And we will talk to you next week. Tom, recap mm. it. I always enjoy it, dog. Guys, have a great weekend. See you, right. Tom. Very good. See you tomorrow. Be-